Grace, a listener-supported podcast from the Free Grace Alliance about working together to take the gospel of God's grace to the world. Welcome, fellow Free Gracers. I'm your host, Grant Holly, FGA's Executive Director. And I'm here with my friend, Sean Wilson, who is pastor of Grace Community Bible Church in New Orleans. And he's also the famous Rev Reads from YouTube and one of the masterminds behind the Grace Zone app. Say hi, Sean. Hey, thanks for having me on, Grant. Yeah, I'm really glad you're on. Thanks for joining us. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Yeah, I guess the first thing I should say about myself is my family. Uh, First, I have a loving Heavenly Father, who I know thanks to the grace of His Son, Jesus Christ. And so I believe in Jesus as my Savior, and so I take confidence that because of faith in Christ, uh, God will never leave me or forsake me, and I have the gift of eternal life, and uh, I'll never perish. So first, I got an amazing Heavenly Father, and He is just the best. And then also, I have a fantastic family. Uh, My wife, Jen, uh, we've been married for a little over 15 years. We met in seminary together, and she is my partner in everything. She is far more intelligent than I am. And she's also humble because she'd always say that I'm more intelligent than her, but it's not true. So I love my wife, Jen. And then we have four kids, Olivia, Naomi, Isaac, and Elias, who we homeschool and are enjoying the process of parenting them. It is a wonderful journey and experience, uh, you know, going through life with those four kids. And they were all born in upstate New York when I was pastoring up there. And then seven years ago, just over seven years ago, we moved down south to New Orleans. And now I pastor the Grace Community Bible Church. Awesome. Tell me a little bit about the church. We're a local Bible church uh, in River Ridge, Louisiana, which is just a couple miles outside of the city limits of New Orleans. Uh, The church has been a free grace church for years. I was not always a free grace guy. I actually came to the church with um, pretty much four point Calvinist views, uh, probably similar to uh, Geisler and uh, his views that he had toward Calvinism. But uh, after being I think questioned a number of times and needing to give wise responses to my church. And then some reading that I ended up doing, I uh, ended up realizing that I think I'm on the wrong side with the theology views and uh, went over to free grace. And so my church has been free grace much longer than I have, Uh, but I love our people that's here. They just have a a heart for learning the Bible, uh, growing in that and not just learning the gospel, but uh, they're always looking for ways to live out and practice what we see in the word of God. Um, So it's just, it's a joy to pastor a local church and to be able to know everybody in the congregation and love everybody. And so I just, I I love Grace Community Bible Church here. Yeah, that's awesome. So I'd, I'd like to hear more about how you came to Free Grace. Can you tell me about, you know, some of the questions people were asking you and maybe some of the books that were influential and that kind of thing? Yeah. So how I came to free grace, obviously it was a a journey. Um, It was probably a couple year journey that took me through. And, you know, a lot of the questions were just like, I'm going through Hebrews and I'm given kind of the standard pat arguments about, you know, the Israelites and falling away and that proving that they weren't really believers in God. And the same thing for us, if we fall away, it shows that we weren't believers in God. And then I'd have somebody knock on my door after church on Sunday, you know, the next Monday and be like, Sean, do you really believe that all of the Israelites who went through the Red Sea went to hell? You you think that none of them were believers? Because that's what your view is saying. 
And I'd like, well, no, I don't believe that. And, you know, I, I give my arguments for things and make my claims and they just, they were feeling more contrived and less biblical the farther I went along. And one of the things I love about my church is that even coming in here, you know, a lot of just, they're steeped in the Bible and they knew it and they had you know, wonderful biblical proofs for why they believed what they believed and just sort of kept, you know, poking me at it. And, you know, I continued to slowly move toward in that direction. Uh, but a couple of the big sort of changes that moved me over were um, one, a guy by the name of Kevin Thompson, who has a YouTube channel called Beyond the Fundamentals. Uh, and his channel is, it sort of went big when he started doing stuff uh, against Calvinism and why it's not biblical. Uh, but Kevin Thompson's actually from new orleans he was pastoring a church right down the road for me so i like knew him personally face to face and so having some conversations with him and knowing him down in the louisiana region uh, he really you know one thing tevin it was really good at is just grinding into uh is that verse that you're using as a proof text is it really making the claim that you say it's making and again and again i saw with proof text that it wasn't actually making that claim. So Kevin had a big impact. And then also uh, another impact was just continuing to read the Calvinist books that I was reading. And I kept seeing more and more the arguments weren't as sound and solid as I thought. But then the sort of real breaking point came at the 500th anniversary of Luther nailing the 95 theses to the church wall, the church door in Wittenberg. Um, I was reading a whole bunch of books on that at that time period. And one of them was Shriner's book on Luther and Luther's view of faith. And one of the things that Luther wrote about was about the need to, in Luther's term, set up walls and boundaries that would guard faith so that it wouldn't be counted as a work. Mm -hmm. So we needed to define faith and understand faith in such a way so that faith could not be a work. And so Luther's answer, and it's the sort of standard Calvinist answer, is that the way it's not a work is that it's, it's a gift. If God gives it to you, it's not a work. If you have faith yourself, then it is a work. But then the more I thought about it and what the Bible actually says about faith, I'm like, that's totally not biblical. Um, like, that is not accurate at all. Faith is not a work because of the nature of what faith is. Mm -hmm. Because faith is you not doing. Faith is you trusting in what Christ has done. And that was really what broke me into free grace is that once I saw faith wasn't a work, once I saw faith as something that anybody could do, then it, it really revolutionized everything to that. Then all of a sudden it is just belief in Christ that brings salvation. And then it's not my works at all to get me in. It's just my faith. And then once my faith gets me in, why would my works then get me out? if my faith is what brought me to Christ. Mm -hmm. So that was really the main point that sort of moved me into free grace was reading that book and what Luther said uh, about faith sort of tore down the walls. And then from that point, um, I started reading the free grace books that the previous pastor of the church left behind, Dave McPherson. Okay. And he left behind books by Dillo. He left behind Dillo's Reign of the Servant King. He left behind a couple of Charlie Bing's books. He left behind a couple of Zane Hodge's books. And then I just read those one by one. And mm. after I'd read five or six of them, I was looking up where's the nearest Free Grace Conference. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, which is one of the things I think I might've talked to you about when we first met Grant was that when I was looking up where's the first Free Grace Conference, all I saw was GES stuff online. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't, I didn't see FGA stuff when I was looking it up. 
And so I ended up going to a GES conference and got to know Bob and Sean and uh, really sort of enjoyed my time and my fellowship and developed a friendship with them. And then after getting in with GES, then I learned about you and FGA and uh, got to know more people through that as well. But uh, that was sort of, that's the journey. Awesome. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, some of those books you mentioned, especially Reign of the Servant Kings, that was super influential for me too when I first was becoming Free Grace. I think my first exposure was Zane Hodges absolutely free through a friend and um and that that had pretty much persuaded me but then reign of the servant kings just kind of verse by verse just ticks off every argument i had against it and ended up it's it's hard to to um remain a non-free grace person after after reading that book i think if you're open-minded the first book i read was gospel under siege Mm -hmm. and i and i hated it because um, by Hodges and I hated it because I thought I was going to read it and just be able to pick it apart and be like, mm-hmm. here's all the reasons he's wrong. Um, but I, I thought it was well-reasoned and I, and I hated it about that. And so, mm-hmm. Yeah. I've actually always thought that uh, gospel under siege was a little better, um, a little bit more um, uh, difficult to argue with than, um, than absolutely free. So. Oh yeah. His arguments were very good. And that's, that's, yeah, that's specifically the reason why it just, it made me angry and mad. Like mm-hmm. that's how I was initially. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. Okay. So uh, my first exposure to you was through your YouTube channel, Rev Reads. And so can you tell me a little bit about that and what, what do you do there? And, and all that, my, I think our listeners would like to hear that. Yeah. Rev Reads uh, came about, it's my, yeah. Rev Reads is a YouTube channel I have online where I review Christian books Uh, It started initially because I like to read and I can't find a lot of people who like to talk about the books that I like to read about. So I thought I could put them online, you know, the reviews I had and maybe they'd get some feedback. And so it was initially just started with me wanting to sort of have communications with people online about the books that I liked, but nobody really watched the reviews. So I did probably 15 to 20 reviews nobody watched them. And then I ditched it. And I just, you know, I I left the channel and it just sat there kind of dormant. And then I started getting into free grace. And after I read probably seven or eight books at that point, I got to the point where I was like, you know, I love all these books, but I'm upset that I'd never heard of most of them until I got them from Dave McPherson. And I was like, "I, I don't know anything about them outside until this point. And it made me like more people need to know about these books. And so I thought, why don't I tell more people about these books? And so I restarted Rev Reads at that point to let more people know about Free Grace books. And so that's the goal of the channel is to let people know about Free Grace books. And my my ultimate dream is that I can get to the point where pretty much every Free Grace book you'll find a review of on the channel. I think right now I'm up to 46 Free Grace books that are on the channel um in one playlist and so the the, yeah the dream is is that somebody can say we need a book recommendation we want to know a free grace book that's on whatever and there'll just be this one master list of reviews that are on the free that are on my youtube channel where people can see about you know all the books five minute to ten minute snippets on all of them and so that's eventually what i want the to be able to be on the channel but the thing is, as being free grace, as you know, most people, a lot of people haven't heard of it, uh, don't know anything about these guys. So I want to be able to get people who aren't free grace uh, into the channel as well. And so for that reason, I try to make probably one out of three 
maybe one out of four books about free grace uh, so that I'm reviewing other books. And then hopefully, mm -hmm. you know, somebody can watch a book review by let's say Jay Warner Wallace or David Zoll. I'm trying to think of who else I've reviewed books of that aren't free grace lately. David Zoll. I did faithful disobedience, a book on, um, on the persecuted church in China. And so hopefully by putting reviews out on those that people might see that and be like, oh, I like the way this guy reviews books. I'll subscribe to his channel. And then maybe I can expose um, them to those books as well. So basically I just review all the books that I'm reading and um, hoping that by doing non-free grace books that'll expose people to free grace books. That's the ultimate goal. Tell me about the Grace Zone app. So the Grace Zone app is the brainchild of um, my good friend, Dom. Uh, I don't know how much Dom wants his information and name out there. I try to get him to uh, be a little bit more public for being the face of the Grace Zone app, but he's a uh, sort of staying behind the scenes type of guy. Um, but uh, Dom had this dream of having an app that basically had all of the free grace teachings and blogs and sermons and YouTube videos all on one site and a place where basically everybody could find different flavors of the free grace community that they, they just weren't aware of. And maybe by bringing everybody together in one area, we could have a little bit more ability to be unified and agree even when we disagree to be able to at least say we're one community together and so what he wanted to do was to bring everybody together in one app. And so Dom contacted myself and Chris Morrison, Luke Morrison, and um, Ken McClure to ask if we'd help to get the uh, Grace Zone app going. And so we've been working with uh, Dom on that for probably close to a year now. And the Grace Zone app is an app that uh, I call it a digital clearinghouse. So we don't, we don't um, produce much of our own content on the Grace Zone app. What mm -hmm. we're set up to be is a place where all of the other content creators, whether you write a blog or you do a YouTube channel or the sermons for a free grace church, where all of those can be located in one spot. So if you want to read a blog from a free grace perspective, you go onto the app and it'll have the various windows, uh, the various icons to click on. And so one's podcast, one's blogs, uh, one's book suggestions, and just say you click on the blog and then it just gives you a list of 15 different free grace blogs that mm -hmm. are regularly on there. And so we're just a place to have just all of that content that's available out there. So what we've just been trying to do all this time is to over the last year is just to get more and more people to buy in, to allow us to put their material on the app. We've had really good response uh, from everybody wanting to be on the app. So like my YouTube channel is on there. And then we have uh, Andy Woods's YouTube channel. Jesse Martinez is on there. Uh, the guys from free grace international are on there. Charlie Bing, when he puts information on YouTube, it's on there. So all of that's located in one spot. So the idea is everything's right there. Uh, we have the church finders, the church locators for both FGA and GES are on there as well. Uh, sermons for a whole bunch of different churches, like my Sunday sermons are on there every week. And then we have uh, information even on how to sign up for the seminaries that are free grace bent. And so we're just trying to put it all in one spot. I think we have a good format, so it's even easy to navigate. 
uh, easy to find stuff. And so if you're just looking for a podcast to listen to or a blog to read, the goal is, is that all of them from the free grace perspective are all on one place. And so that's what we're hoping to do with this app. And I think we've done a pretty good job putting it together so far. One thing that we're doing right now is we are trying to raise some funds to support the Grace Zone app, just basically for our hosting fees for the next year. Uh, the software that the app runs on is, I wish it was more inexpensive than it was, uh, but it costs us about $4,000 a year for the overhead for the app. And mm -hmm. uh, right now we're under a thousand in what we have in our Grace Zone account for that. So we're looking to raise funds. So if anybody wants to support the Grace Zone app, uh, this is a great thing to share with people who just want to know about Free Grace as well, because this puts all the information there right from Free Grace Voices and not people talking about Free Grace. But if you wanted to support us, we got to go fund me. If you go on to GoFundMe.com and just search Grace Zone, you'll find the uh, GoFundMe to raise funds on there. And so we're hoping to raise money for that to be able to support the app. And uh, as far as those of us who are putting the app together and are on the board, uh, none of us take any money. In fact, all of us have put money into this. And so it's not only, it's specifically, if you put any funds in, it will only go toward the web hosting, the overhead for the app. No one receives a cent in salary or pay or anything. Uh, for us, this is all a work of service and love. Like when I update stuff for the app, I'm doing it in between my sermon prep here at church and just trying to squeeze in the time when I can. And so that's when we're kind of doing this stuff. So nobody gets paid for it. Uh, but if you'd want to help support the app and keep it available on there, uh, we're trying to raise uh, close to $4,000 over the next, I think, three months to try to pay for the hosting for the next year. Awesome. Yeah, please do support that ministry. Sean, you and I met last year at Emmanuel Baptist Church in Starkville, Mississippi for a Free Grace Alliance conference. Um, and we're going to have another one of those here on February 24th through the 26th. And uh, you're going to be speaking. Can you tell me what you're going to be talking about? Yeah, I got to before I even talk about what I'm speaking about, I got to say the best part of the conference last year. I mean, the, the speakers were great. Messages were I loved all of that, but it was sitting at the table and meeting you face to face, meeting Ken McClure face to face and a couple other guys, uh, the, the, just the time sitting around, I loved it. And so, uh, if you're thinking about going to Starkville and you've never met me, I want to meet you and I want to be able to get to know more people in the free grace community. And this is the the best way to do it. I felt like I was able to have some good conversations with guys in between the meetings and eating meals together. And so I uh, really want to get to know more people. So I want as many people as possible to join us at Emmanuel Baptist at Starkville. But what I'm talking about specifically is I'm going to be talking about Hebrews chapter 12, verses one through three. And what I want to get us thinking on is the importance of where our focus should be while we are striving and working in this life to um, live for eternity, to live for the great rewards that we have that are set up for us uh, for all eternity. And what I'm going to talk about is the superiority of being focused on Jesus Christ in comparison to anything else. I think Hebrews 12, one through three is one of the really ultimate passages in the Bible about the power and the endurance and the joy that we have when we fix our mind and our eyes on Jesus Christ. And I think one of the ways that we become depressive and life becomes overburdened is when we stop 
dwelling on Christ. And we still allow all of the petty annoyances of this world to distract us from him. And so one of the things that the author of Hebrews wanted to do was the readers who were reading that letter for the first time, they had a lot more than petty annoyances that were distracting them from Christ. They were suffering persecution. They were suffering persecution that was so bad that they were tempted to leave Christianity, to go back into Judaism, just simply to get some relief and some isolation away from that persecution and that suffering. And so the author of Hebrews was saying, I need you to to keep the course. I need you to continue to run the race and, and be faithful to the very end. And when he gets to the end of that letter, the way that he puts that exclamation point is you got to keep your eyes set on Christ. When you look to Christ, when you look to his majesty and his glory, and even more so than his majesty and his glory, but his compassion and his grace and his mercy that's what keeps us going. That's what keeps us motivated. And so I'll be talking about how we get tripped up when we take our eyes off of him and how we're able to strive with joy when we keep our eyes fixed on him. Amen. So I've always noticed in scripture that so many of the times that the whole concept of rewards is really put forward in a a really direct way, um, calling people towards perseverance and obedience is it's in the midst of persecution. And so I, I can, I can see how just for the Hebrews, that would have been just hugely motivational um, to, to start to think about, wow, Christ, when, when he went to the cross, he had the reward in mind that the Lord had for him. And so as we're enduring this persecution, we should keep that in mind as well. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's basically putting on the mindset of Christ. Um, and so mm-hmm. the more we, focus on him the more we put his mindset on yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, amen yeah i really enjoyed meeting you last year too i um i had known you a little bit online but you know we had never we had never actually spoken or or gotten together in person and same with ken mcclure that you mentioned um and i always loved coming to spend time with um, some of those other guys charlie was there and he and I stayed in the same Airbnb, so uh, we got to spend a lot of time together along with um, Bill Bogus and um, Kenny Hodges was there with us and um, Charlie's Charlie's wife, Karen. So it was just really nice to have that fellowship time. But um, even at the conference, we, we try to build in plenty of time for us to hang out and grab some meals together and and um, to, you know, pray and worship together and all those sort of things. So it's it's that's my favorite parts about the conference too I, though i i also love listening to the speakers uh this year at well, the it's conference funny. go ahead i was gonna say it's funny because you go there for the speakers like you go mm-hmm. there because you're like oh i'm gonna get to hear such and such and such and then you get there and it's like oh no the best part is just you know the people you're sitting next to and talking with and stuff and and i gotta say too that the, the people from starkville themselves uh McKibben and uh, their the youth pastor at the church there. I got to spend some time with him last time, and uh, they're they're just a great group of people in Starkville. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I really I can't wait to go and spend some more time with them because I got to see them at the because they were all at the FGA annual conference too. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's fun when you get to see the same people like two or three conferences in a row because you get to really feel at that point like yeah we we are friends like it's not just you know random acquaintances so it's 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 a good time yep i think you're talking about daniel thompson yeah that's um, it yeah 
Yeah. 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 Daniel's actually going to be speaking at the conference this year and I've never heard, um, never heard him speak. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, so, uh, anyway, February 24th through the 26th at Emmanuel Baptist church in Starkville, Mississippi. Uh, the, the theme is saving your life. And as, as we mentioned, Sean and I will be speaking, um, but also Charlie Bing, Kenny, Hitt, Kenny Hodges and Daniel Thompson will be speaking too. So yeah, very good. Well, Sean, thank you so much for being on the podcast with me. Thank you for having me. It was it was a joy, and I uh, always love talking about how I uh, came to Free Grace, and I love talking about books and uh, the uh, YouTube channel and everything. And I just hope people will download the Grace Zone app, though. There's just so many great, wonderful resources on there. I've gotten to know the ministries of some people in the Free Grace community as a result of the app. Like I, I was not aware of Yankee Arnold's ministry before then, uh, but now uh, we've been exposed to some. I've been exposed to some Yankee stuff because of the app, and now I got Yankee coming to my church at the end of this month uh, to be speaking on there, speaking here at Grace Community Bible Church, and so uh, it's you can make some nice connections and get to know people you didn't know through the app, and so it's been it's been a cool experience to be able to be part of it. And I think everybody who downloads it and begins to watch the videos and listens to the podcast, I think most everybody can find somebody that they didn't know and uh, get to know their ministries. That's great. That's a real good example of, you know, FGA member, uh, Sean, doing the, uh, the work of the Alliance of connecting, encouraging, and equipping people. That's what we're hoping everybody does is uh, yeah, for sure. and, uh, get, get to know everybody more and uh, <laughs> make it as much of a community as we can. So. Yeah, Free Grace is such a small community, you know, so we, we do need to um, do, make those connections and uh, spend some time so we don't get too isolated. Yeah. yeah, amen. Yeah, well, thanks again. hope we can have you on again sometime. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you would like to become a member of the Free Grace Alliance or to support FGA in its efforts to share grace graciously, you can do that and learn more about FGA at freegracealliance.com.